Hi friends, how are you? I hope you're doing fantastic as you deserve to be. Honestly, I'm not feeling fantastic today and I've been struggling all day to record this podcast and I've come to the conclusion that instead of trying to resist how I'm feeling and talk about something that's just not resonating with me at this moment in time, I want to just talk to you about how I'm feeling. So that's what we're going to do. It's going to be a bit of a different episode. I apologize for that, but I don't want to be someone I'm not in this moment. I just want to be real. So that's what we're going to do. And also, surprise, I'm still in London. (laughs) I know I said last episode that I would be in a new location. However, I realized that when this episode comes out, I will be in transit mode and there will not be a place for me to record. So I had to record this earlier while I am still in London. So the mystery continues. So sorry to keep you waiting longer, but you know, it is what it is. (laughs) So I want to talk about solo traveling and it's great for so many reasons, but right now I'm just experiencing kind of the loneliness side of it. And I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. So we're going to, um, And the first thing I want to say is solo traveling is amazing. It's one of the best things I think a person can do for themselves if they're trying to get to know themselves. Because when you take yourself out of an environment where people know you and have perceptions of you and you place yourself into this new environment where it's a blank slate, no one knows you, you're never going to see these people again, you can do whatever you want and be whoever you want to be, you explore yourself. And you learn new things about yourself and you see what you like and what you don't like. And there's no pressure from other people to act a certain way or be a certain way. You can just exist as you want to exist. And I think that is one of the best things about solo traveling. It it really is a way for you to get to know yourself better. And just doing things alone, (laughs) doing things alone in general is such a great way to get to know yourself because you're building this relationship with yourself. And again, you're learning what you like, what you don't like. And yeah, so solo traveling is a great thing. But with the great things also come some not so great things. And that's what I'm experiencing right now. I've been in London for a month now. And When I first got here, it was so exciting and the world was my oyster and I was just so in love with the energy and all of the people because there's, this is the biggest city I've ever been to in terms of population. I think it's 8 million here and that's the biggest I've ever been in. So all of the energy of the people around was so intoxicating and it just it filled me up inside, you know? But then that kind of died down, and I think I lost some of the enjoyment in it. I don't know. I just kind of fell into a lull. Like, there there wasn't much movement. And I'd have days where I'd go out, and I'd meet some really cool people, and it would be great. But then the next day nothing would happen and I would kind of just be walking around, exploring things, checking out cafes, doing stuff that I like to do, but it wasn't wow. It wasn't super memorable, you know? And I also think that's just 
something that I need to work on because I know how important it is to be grateful for what you have. And I think what I was doing is putting large expectations on this trip that I shouldn't have. I should just be enjoying the days as they come and whatever comes is great. That's the way I should have been looking at it. But instead, I think I was hoping for some big, grand experience. And when that hasn't happened, it's brought me down. And so this is really teaching me that I shouldn't place expectations on things. And I know that. I know that in my head. But just because we know things, sometimes we don't always put it into practice, right? So that's something I'm realizing. And now now that I realize it, I can, I can work on it. <laughs> but that's one thing. I just feel a little bit disappointed, I guess. And like, not much has really happened because I've been here a month and <laughs> I meet people and they ask me, oh, what have you all done since being here? And I tell them, well, I just kind of walked around. <laughs> I've just walked around and seen stuff. Like I really haven't done much of anything. But for me, just going around and meeting people, that's what I like to do. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird... I'm in a weird funk with that. And another thing is that the people that I meet, they're so temporary. I meet these great people, and we have good times, but it's understood by them, and it's understood by me that I will be leaving soon. Therefore, the foundations of the friendship aren't really built because we both understand it as being a temporary thing. It's good and it's bad because I am a person that gets bored of things. I am a person that loves new experiences, new thrills. I love the adrenaline and the potential and possibility of anything and everything. So I do enjoy the temporary moments with people. But there are also times when you crave those comforting connections. You just want to go hang out with somebody that knows you. And you don't have to tell them all about your life all over again because they already know. (laughs) It's very draining sometimes having to meet all these people and say, Oh yeah, I'm from Canada. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And blah, blah, blah. Sometimes you just seek that comfort, that safety of seeing someone and going, oh, how have you been? Oh, it's nice to see you. I miss that feeling so very much. And I'm not even close to being done traveling. I'm only a month in and I have no idea how long I'm going to be gone for. So this is a feeling I'm really going to have to sit with and just allow it to exist and be and try to find ways to not let it get me down. I have been doing a lot of phone calls with people from back home, but I don't know if that is super helpful for me because I think what that's doing is it's just making me more attached to home and it's not letting me fully be present here and experience what here has to offer. I'm putting so much energy into back home, what's happening back home. I miss back home, you know? I need to be putting my energy into here, into London, into Europe. (laughs) And I mean, it's not to say that I shouldn't 
talk to anyone back home and just cut everything off. Of course not. But what I'm saying is I've been doing this like every day. Like I'd be talking to people from home every day. And I think I need some time just for myself to really put myself here, you know? So it's been a bit of a struggle. It's definitely been a bit of a struggle for me. And obviously it's expected that you're going to miss home and you're going to miss the people that you love and care about back home. But I really didn't think that it would take such a toll on me because I am a very detached person. I have learned how to allow things to come and go in my life and not attach myself and hold expectations to things. So I really didn't expect to miss home so much. But I think there really is that fear of missing out that's coming into play because I'm seeing my family going to the lake and having fun going boating and doing the things that they do at the lake. And I wish I was there. And then I have my friends back home that are going to the festivals that are happening and they're all making memories. And I, I wish I was there. But it's not good to have that mindset because you know what? I know that I have people that are looking at me right now saying, oh, I wish I was over there doing what she's doing. So it's like we always want what we don't have. And that's such a <laughs> terrible way to live life. I really try not to live that way. I really try to be grateful and enjoy what I have while it's there. But the last, I want to say week or two, it's just been quite, quite down for me. I can't be upset with myself because it's normal to have highs and lows. That's the balance of life. And so if you're experiencing something like this, I'm here to tell you right now, it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling. Just because you're down doesn't mean it's a bad life. It just means you are going through the process of gaining more knowledge and learning about how to improve and be a better version of yourself. That is how I see it anyways. We have to go through the tough stuff to get to the good parts. <laughs> if there was no such thing as sadness, how would we experience joy? Because it would all just be flatlined. It would all just be one emotion. We wouldn't know sadness. We also wouldn't know joy, you know? So all the emotions come and we just got to feel them, allow them to pass through us, but not let them stick for too long. And I think I'm, I'm letting it stick for too long. And you know, another thing that I've noticed is when I get down about something, I make it worse by not having a good morning routine. I allow my morning routine to slip out of my fingers. And this is huge because it, it's like magic. When I wake up early in the morning and I immediately have a full bottle of water and then I get my butt in the shower, I put on some I have this morning playlist that really gets me dancing and going. I have a nice cold shower. I dance. I sing to the music. I get my blood flowing. The cold water releases all those good hormones through my body. And the singing and the dancing helps. And I get out and I just feel refreshed. And I have a nice healthy breakfast. And that puts me in such a great mood for the day. And on top of that, I do my affirmations. On days when I don't do my affirmations, I see... A very, very obvious change. When I wake up in the morning and I tell myself, I am so excited for today. Today is going to be a great day. I attract the best opportunities in my life. Things always just work out for me. When I do my affirmations in the mornings, the day 
just transpires that way. It's like magic. It truly is. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I do. It's the law of attraction. But that morning routine, it just makes my day skyrocket. And when I'm down and I let that slide and I don't do those things, I notice. I notice a shift. I notice that my days are not as great. And it almost becomes a cycle because when I'm down and I don't do my morning routine and then because of that, I end up not having a very great day. It doesn't give me that motivation to, you know, go to bed early and wake up early and do my morning routine the next day. It just makes me, it just puts me more in a slump and it ends up carrying over to the next day. That's something I've noticed that is a huge factor in my mood and in the outcome of my day. A good morning routine with my, my affirmations. <laughs> Can you hear the rain outside? I don't know if the mic is picking it up, but it's raining. It's almost a reflection of my mood, isn't it? <laughs> Dark and stormy. <laughs> but honestly, having a good morning routine does so much for me. And this morning, the last few days, I've been in such a slump. So I told myself, Megan... This morning, you're going to have your morning routine and you're not going to give yourself a reason to have another unproductive day. You're going to do your thing and you're going to say your affirmations. You're going to believe them and you're going to go out and have a good day. And I did. I ended up having a really great day. I'm still feeling down, but I had a good day. You know, I went to the park, I climbed some trees, <laughs> did some things. And it was, it was a fun day. But yeah, morning routine, huge. Another thing that I'm starting to learn. When I first got here to London, I was getting a lot of male attention. I would just walk down the street and I'd be approached and I'd be going to a restaurant and someone would come up to me. Like, because I'm doing everything alone, I'm very easily approachable. And I'm also just an approachable person in general. But men see me as not a target, but I am, I'm approached by men a lot. And when I first got here, it was kind of like a hee-hee fun but it literally will happen every day, multiple times a day now. And it's gotten to the point where it's just not enjoyable. It's not really a compliment to me anymore. Just because it happens so much, it's not special. I'm not meaningful to them, you know? I want to be meaningful to people and be seen as an individual that has great qualities about themselves because that is what I see in other people and I would expect that same energy in return. And when you're just constantly approached by these guys that want your number and they want to take you out and all these things, it's not meaningful. You know, how many people do they, do they go up to in a day? You know, it's just, at the beginning it was fun and exciting, but now it's just, it's really draining me. And I'm really looking forward to getting out of London just for that reason because I it's becoming a bit of an unhealthy environment for me to be in just for my mental health I'm looking for meaningful connections with people and the ones that approach me are not looking for that I want meaningful connections with people and I just really haven't been been getting that here it probably also has a little bit to do with me because I'm not putting myself out there to be approached by the right people. I don't know. It's just, it is what it is, isn't it? It is what it is. I've enjoyed London. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I've seen a lot of beautiful architecture. I've enjoyed 
the big, bursting, vibrant energy of the city. I've laughed with a lot of people. I've had some good banter with a lot of these these British folks, these English folks. And I learned the difference. Apparently, there's a difference between being English and being British. So being English means that both of your parents, or one of your parents maybe, one or both, were born in England. And being British means that that your parents weren't born in England. So say if I was to move here, I'd be British. I could not be English. That's something I learned. <laughs> a little tidbit for you. And I've met great people and I've had a lot of fun. I'm just, right now, I've just been feeling that loneliness and missing home, missing those meaningful, deep connections with people. But I know they'll come. I know I will find the right people. I'm just, I'm searching for it. That's the problem. When you're searching for things, you're coming from a mentality of lack. You're lacking something and you're searching for it. And that's, that's not going to solve anything. So the fact that I'm searching for meaningful connections, I'm not going to get them. I need to take a step back and get in touch with myself again and find that abundance mentality and start being grateful for everything that I do have. That's when the meaningful connections will come. And I know that and I have to do some, some work within myself to get there. But I'll get there. I'll get there. And another thing that I've noticed, another issue, is that not only am I searching, which is a problem, but I'm searching in the wrong places. The first, like, three weeks, I was just downtown, in the heart of the city, checking out the bar scene, doing that stuff. And I, of course I'm not going to meet the people I want to meet in that scene, because that's not my scene. So of course I'm not going to make the connections that I'm hoping to make in that scene. And just within this past week, I started going to parks and I started doing things that spark joy inside of me. And that's made me feel so good inside. That's made me so enriched. And I, and I notice how much it changes my mental health when I'm doing those things that spark joy inside of me. I think it was just really easy for me to be downtown in that environment because I was alone and I was looking to meet people. It's very easy to meet people there. So I was just kind of trying to find a quick fix almost. But clearly it's not been working for me. And so, like I said, I recently started going to the parks and doing those things that I enjoy and it's made me feel so much better. So that's something. I, I don't, honestly, I'm kind of just going off on a tangent. I'm not sure where this episode has gotten. Uh, we're at like the 20 minute mark here. <laughs> I'm not sure about this one, but you know, I, today is the last day I can record this because I'll be in transit. I'll be in travel mode for the next little bit. So this is going to be what it's going to be. I'm sorry, but I committed to putting out an episode every week. And I am loyal to that commitment. This is, this is the one thing I can commit to in my life right now. <laughs> I apologize if this was a bit of a messy episode, but this is me. This is coming from my heart. And everything that I talk to you about here always comes from my heart. And I had to be genuine today. I had to... I couldn't be... I couldn't... I couldn't try to be somebody I'm not today. So this was... <laughs> This was what we, this is where we got. And honestly, I feel better after talking this out. I feel 
like I'm not alone. Like there's somebody there for me. Hey, maybe if you're a solo traveler or you're wanting to solo travel, this can educate you a little bit on some of the things to be prepared for. Some of the not fun parts to be prepared for because it will happen. The loneliness will happen. The the missing home will happen. The fear of missing out will happen. But life is a balance. We can't have good without the bad, right? And the bad just makes the good so much better, doesn't it? So that's some realizations I've had on solo traveling. The not so good realizations. Thank you for listening, as always. And next week, next week, wait, let me think in my head the dates. Yes, next week, I will be in the new location. I will be there. I'm telling you, I will be there. (laughs) It's going to be great. It's a very different vibe from London, and it's going to be a bit of a time for me to heal and reconnect with myself, and I'm really, really looking forward to that. I clearly really need it. So yeah, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll talk to you next week. Mwah.